Third Book, Chapter Sixteen of the Social Contract. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Social Contract by Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Third Book, Sixteenth Chapter. That the institution of the government is not a contract. The legislative power being once well established, the question is to establish also the executive power, for this latter, which operates only by particular acts, not being of the essence of the other, is naturally separated from it. If it were possible that the sovereign, considered as such, should have the executive power, law and fact would be so confounded that it could no longer be known what is law and what is not, and the body politic, thus perverted, would soon become a prey to the violence against which it was instituted. The citizens being all equal by the social contract, all can prescribe what all ought to do, while no one has a right to demand that another should do what he will not do himself. Now it is properly this right, indispensable to make the body politic live and move, which the sovereign gives to the prince in establishing the government. Several have pretended that the instrument in this establishment is a contract between the people and the chiefs whom they set over themselves, a contract by which it is stipulated between the two parties on what conditions the one binds itself to rule, the other to obey. It will be agreed, I am sure, that this is a strange method of contracting. But let us see whether such a position is tenable. First, the supreme authority can no more be modified than alienated. To limit it is to destroy it. It is absurd and contradictory that the sovereign should acknowledge a superior. To bind itself to obey a master is to regain full liberty. Further, it is evident that this contract of the people with such or such persons is a particular act, whence it follows that the contract cannot be a law nor an act of sovereignty, and that consequently it is unlawful. Moreover, we see that the contracting parties themselves would be under the law of nature alone, and without any security for the performance of their reciprocal engagements, which is in every way repugnant to the civil state. He who possesses the power being always capable of executing it, we might as well give the name contract to the act of a man who should say to another, I give you all my property, on condition that you restore me what you please. There is but one contract in the state, that of association, and this of itself excludes any other. No public contract can be conceived which would not be a violation of the first. End of Book 3, Chapter 16